Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today. I know everything is crazy in our world, and we just want to continue to inspire and encourage you during this time. And so we're, uh, we're producing a bunch of podcasts and have another awesome guest joining us here on the podcast. His name is Inky Johnson, and I'll tell you about him in just a moment. But let me ask you this. Do you need health insurance? Well, get quotes for individual health insurance plans at healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. Also, when you go to unpackingit.com, be sure to subscribe to our weekday email devotional. We call it Unpack This. It's a quick thought about sports, faith, and life delivered to your inbox for free. You just have to subscribe on our website, unpackingit.com. So Inky Johnson, he's a husband, he's a father, he's a speaker, a communicator. He played his college football at Tennessee, and during a routine tackle, it turned into a life-threatening injury as his arm became paralyzed. And so he didn't just let that accident you know, derail his life. Instead, he became a, an inspiration to so many. And so his story was on ESPN, and that story was nominated for a sports Emmy. And now, year after year, he continues to speak all around the country. He speaks to athletes and teams and businesses and churches and FCA. And I've heard him speak at the, the Charlotte Touchdown Club. And, and so you'll be inspired by what he has to share with us today. So as, as he encourages us in the midst of everything going on with this virus, know that you know, what he's saying he believes and uses every day because he's facing his own, you know, physical challenges. And, and so he's, uh, he's turned what was a, a disappointment and a challenge into something that, that really has made an impact on a lot of lives and it continues to, to just inspire so many. So let's jump right in and let's hear from Inky Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us right now on the Unpacking It podcast is Inky Johnson. Inky, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks a lot for your time, man. It's an honor to be on. Yeah, well, we're we're fired up to have you, and and of course, you know, there, there's just so much going on right now, and so much uncertainty and discouragement, and and so we really want to just be an inspiration to our listeners today. Uh, but before we jump into that, I, I guess just kind of first off, 
how is this current situation uh, situation affecting you and your family personally? You know, man, um, you know, I was just talking with my wife about this. You know, I'm just grateful, you know, for the time I get with my family and just grateful for the opportunities that's coming out of this, right? Like, you're seeing a lot of beautiful things happen and transpire as a result of the time and the climate that we're in with the world, you know, about the unity, right? With people coming together, people caring about each other. And so in terms of it affecting me, um, I'm thankful, man. I'm grateful. You know, I'm in good health. My family is in good health. And my heart goes out to everybody that's been affected by it, you know, on a personal level or indirect. Well, and, and you're a, a father. And so how has that kind of dynamic been? How have you explained it to your kids and, and the approach that you've taken? Um, with our kids, you know, I have an eight-year-old son, nine-year-old daughter, uh, me and my wife. We just tried to educate them as much as possible. You know, because like everybody else's kids, I'm sure they have a lot of questions. And, uh, you know, it's been fun. It's been funny, you know, having them at the house, doing the virtual learning. But in terms of just everything that's going on with the COVID-19, the coronavirus, just try to educate them as much as possible to make them understand what's going on. But uh, I think they're enjoying the break <laughs> from school, you know, and so it's, it's been cool. For you, I imagine you're you're slowing down a little bit because normally you're you're traveling and, and speaking and, and going all over the place. So how, how has that adjustment been for you? Absolutely, man. It, it, uh, it hit me about a week ago, you know, like when it first happened and we started rescheduling some opportunities and uh, – I shared with my wife and one of my friends, I was like, man, I think this is my first full week, you know, just at home to where I haven't went anywhere, right, in years. And so just the time of just settling down and being able to think about that, right, just having my first full week at home, meaning like every single day I was at home and didn't have to travel anywhere. And so it's been great. But now as things are settling in, you know, doing a lot more video stuff with companies and a lot more phone calls and Zooms and things of that nature. So it's been pretty cool to do it right from my home and not have to go anywhere. That's right, making the adjustments. That, that's cool to hear. Well, uh, from a, a faith perspective, how, how is your your faith in Jesus impacting your perspective on, on everything that's going on? Absolutely. I think um, just like with any level of opposition, uh, with any level of trial, um, it's a decision. It's a choice that we make in terms of how we respond and how we handle it. Um, I think this this time has fortified my faith even more, mm. you know, from the challenge that we face. And I think also just understanding that every storm has an expiration date, right? Mm. Nothing lasts forever. And with my injury that I went through when I was a college football player, you know, I always equated, you know, with people that I'm talking to the different circumstances and situations throughout life. Like when I got injured in my junior year at Tennessee and my arm got paralyzed, it, it literally came out of nowhere, right? It was a tackle, but in my life, right, the grand scheme of it, it came out of nowhere. Hmm. And I didn't think that something like this could happen, right? And so now with the time that we're in with the coronavirus, it literally came out of nowhere. Even though you heard talks about it and certain things happening, but it came out of nowhere, and now we're experiencing the effects of it to where, you know, when my injury happened, it fortified my faith. And when I came out on the other side of it, I was a better person because of it. And I expect to do the same with this situation that we're facing right now. Oh, that's awesome. And, and well, and specifically in regards to the injury that you, you, you dealt with and coming out on the other side, how, how did that, that change you? And how did that ultimately 
impact your faith? It, it slowed down life for me, right? Like I, I felt as if I had been running this race in terms of just trying to become somebody, right? For my family, for my community, you know, growing up the way I grew up, two-bedroom home, 14 people, a mother at 16, uh, first one in my family to go to college. I wanted to go to the NFL, and I felt like I had been running this race to try to make that happen. And when my injury happened, it literally stopped me in my tracks, right? Mm. I couldn't control it, right? I had a brachial plexus avulsion. And the thing about a brachial plexus avulsion, you can't control it, mm. right? And at the time, nobody had any, like, definite answers for it, right? They had different testing that they can do, different equipment, but nobody can guarantee you that your arm will work again, that your fingers will work again, right? That you'll be able to move it. And so it was so similar to what we're experiencing right now to where it's no definite answer, right? Mm. Like the virus is going to stop when the virus wants to stop. Nobody can really make it stop at mm. this point, but <laughs> the creator, right? Like that's I wouldn't say to Jesus Christ, that's the only one, like nobody can make it stop. And so when my injury happened, like the doctors, I was grateful for them. They did what they did. They took their time and they were great. But I knew at the end of the day, God was the only one that can take my situation and take that test and turn it into a testimony and take that tragedy and turn it into triumph and take me, who was a victim, and turn me into victory. Amen. I love that. No, that's, that's such a great perspective. And at what point did you, uh, I guess, get to that point where you knew that your your purpose and your calling was to be an inspiration to others and, and for what you went through, for, for that to actually be a testimony and, and something to impact others? It was about a year out uh, okay. from my injury happening. You know, I would just go out and just serve in different places. I love community service because a lot of people helped me and my family coming up. And so I saw that kind of as my way to pay what people had done for me forward. And when I would go out, you know, just informal Q&A would strike up about my arm, about my hand, because people would see my arm. They would either be in a brace at that time or they would see the atrophy. Uh, from the surgery and they wanted to understand and know what happened and so when I would do that people would always come up to me and say hey man maybe you should go out and speak and at the time I, I had no aspirations to speak I wanted to become a football coach and uh, me and my buddy Gerard Mayo who's one of my best friends he's the linebackers coach for the Patriots yeah uh, we went through spiritual discipleship together and one day I was talking to him on the phone and I was just like man you know I want to do something that brings me fulfillment, but I really don't understand or know what God is pointing me toward at this moment. Mm. Right? I was still trying to figure it out. And he said, um, Inc., I think you need to speak. Right? He was like, I really do believe you need to do that. Just pray about it. And I had been in heavy prayer about what God wanted me to do with my life anyway. And I prayed about it. And opportunities started to come. Mm. Uh, some paid, some unpaid. And it was all good because I was just trying to navigate and get into my purpose. And uh, one day I was backstage and I got the same feeling that I used to get before I ran on the field in Neyland Stadium. And that was confirmation for me that that was, that was what God wanted me to do in my life. Ah, I love it. I, I want to hear, hear more about that. But, but one thing came to mind was, you know, th this idea that you didn't necessarily want what happened to you to, to happen uh, initially. You're, you're wanting to play football. You're in the middle of it and, and desiring to get to the next level and all that sort of thing. And even with this virus, too, we don't want this virus to go on, and we're wondering, all right, God, why don't you just remove it, take it away right now? 
And for you, it's like, why didn't, why didn't God heal it? And so how did you handle those kind of questions and kind of along the lines of when you ultimately realized, all right, there is purpose behind this. But what was that, that kind of mental battle and spiritual battle like for you? Yeah, I think early on I was so focused on um, what was going on with me, right? Everything was surrounding me. Every question I had with God was pointed back to me, right? I wanted to understand why did this happen to me? Why is this affecting me? Why did I have to lose my dream, right? The work that I put in, God, why would you let this disappear? And for one second I stopped and I started to look and evaluate at how the people that I was connected to and the people I came in contact with every single day, how their lives were being affected because of my journey, mm. right? A lot of people got saved. They came to know Christ, right? A lot of my teammates, right? A lot of things happened on their journey that when they looked at me and saw how I was, I was responding to the situation and the work that God was doing in my life, it affected them in a positive way. Mm. And so when I stepped back and removed I, my ego from the situation, my pride from the situation, and I just allowed God to work, it totally changed my perspective, and it changed the set of questions that I had. It was no longer just about me and why did this have to happen to me. Now it's more about, okay, God, what do you want me to do with my life, and how can I best use what you blessed me with to add value to the world? And you're doing it, and it, and it's awesome. And, and I've heard you speak before, and, and you definitely have a, a gift, and, and, and how cool to, to be able to honor God that way. And, and in reading on your website, it says, you know, you, you inspire your audiences to embrace the challenges of life. And so at the core, what, what do you really you know, want people to know about that message? How, how does that kind of drive you? Absolutely. Um, I always say, you know, when we go through things in life or when we come in contact with challenges or opposition or things don't go the way that we want them to go, is it really us failing or is it God prevailing, mm. right? More so, right, like we all have plans, we all have goals, we all have aspirations and things that we want to do. But when things don't go our way, is it us not making that happen or not manifesting or is it God protecting us for some, from something because he has something greater for us in store? Mm. And so I firmly believe as people, regardless of race, regardless of religion, regardless of where we come from, the thing that we all have in, in common is we all will go through a certain set of adversity, right. right? It may be different on the surface, but we all will face something that we didn't expect, that we didn't want to happen, that probably we don't understand. And so when we go through that, the individual that shows up, that's our character. How we deal with that the individual that shows up, that is, that is the individual that when you go through the opposition and you go through the challenges, the character that's revealed, I always say to people, adversity introduces a person into who they really are. Mm. And so when we go through this level of adversity or we go through something we don't understand or that we didn't want and didn't want to happen, I just want people to think about when I say embrace the challenges of life, is it really us failing or is it God prevailing? Mm. Wow. No, it's great. And, and along those lines, too, just this idea of embracing the challenge and, and kind of going back to you know the situation that we find ourselves in because, you know, like you say, we're, we're all going to face adversity. And what's interesting about right now is we're all facing the same adversity. Now, it's playing out for people differently, and some people are affected worse than others. But at the core, you know, we're all affected by this right now. And, and so what are some of those ways that, that we can embrace this challenge? What, what are some of the additional things that have kind of come to your mind that, that, that just allows us to embrace the, the moment that we're in right now? 
Absolutely. And, and I agree 100% on what you said. Like we're all facing a challenge and some people are being affected, you know, a little bit worse than others, but we're all in this pot to where we're facing this challenge. I would say, um, you know, just the first thing that comes to mind is if we can somehow train our minds to not just focus on the negative, but somehow see the positive in the situation and take advantage of it. But I'll never forget in the middle of the first week of, you know, us having to stay at home and things being shut down, I just got up every single morning and I do this anyway, but just starting my gratitude sessions, right? Just mm. speaking life, all the things I'm grateful for, right? I, I saw a quote, a lady said, how blessed are we, right? That the country is experiencing a shutdown, but we still can take our kids and they can do virtual learning, That's right. right? Got teachers that come on laptops and computers, right? We still have heat and air conditioning in our homes, right? We still got food on the table. We still can go to the grocery stores and buy water and buy food to eat. How blessed are we, mm. right, to be in a situation to where we got a country that's experiencing a shutdown, and for most of the people, they can still eat, right? Mm. Their children still ha have access to education, right? We still can watch church online. We still can go through Bible study online. How blessed are we, right? But our perspectives have to allow us to see that. So good. So good. Inky Johnson with us right now on the Unpacking It podcast. And, and, and one other thing that I know that you're, uh, you either talk about or maybe I saw it on social media, this idea of controlling the controllables. And, and right now, so much is out of our control. And so what does that, that kind of philosophy and, and mindset mean to you? And, and, and how can we kind of operate with that mindset? Absolutely. And so uh, at the foundation of controlling the controllables, uh, more times than not, man, when we go through things that we can't control, we'll just sit there and we'll complain about it. Mm. Right. Like I had a rule with the guys I played with. Right. I would always say to them, hey, guys, I get it. Right. If something went wrong, cool, I get it. We acknowledge it. Right. We're not going to be naive to it and act like it isn't here. It isn't present. It doesn't matter. I get that. But let's never complain about something that we're not willing to change. More so, when I say control the controllables, every single day, let's focus on the things that we can control, right? We can't control the virus, right? But we can control our response to it. Mm. We control our attitude. We can control the words that we speak. We can control the posts that we put on social media. We can control when we interact with other people, how we speak about it. We can control our perspective, right? We can control staying in our houses, right? We can control social distancing. These are things that we can control. And so let's focus on controlling the controllables and keep the right attitude about it so we don't get it caught in the cycle of just complaining about the issue and the problem and we never address the root and the things that we can control. Ah, strong and encouraging from Inky Johnson. And the other, I think, emotion and feeling that, that so many people have is worry and, and fear and anxiety, and it's kind of all wrapped up in there. And, and so what are your thoughts on peace and, and just for you personally, how you kind of battle that in your own mind and heart and, and, and really ultimately how, you know, God's word and, and your relationship with Jesus affects your perspective on what peace really looks like? Absolutely. I know, um, you know, right now for a lot of people, a lot of people have been affected in a lot of different ways because of the coronavirus. You know, you got people losing their jobs, you got people that are getting sick. Um, I just watched a video yesterday of Carl Anthony Towns, and the reason that I'm stating him, just singling him out, because we met late last year when I had an opportunity to speak 
to the Timberwolves, mm. and me and him hit it off. You know, he took my son, you know, had fun with him, joke with him. And so just watching him go through what he's going through right now with his mother being in a coma. Mm. Uh, you got all these people that are experiencing different things and got some families that's lost loved ones. So I know it's challenging right now to even find perspective, to even find a level of peace, right? To even be positive, right? And so I found my comfort in, you know, the Lord's word when it says, you will provide a peace that surpasses all understanding, right. right? My life verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. That states, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Another one that, that's at my foundation is James chapter 1. And it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because the testing of your faith goes on to produce perseverance, and perseverance must finish its race so that you may be complete and lacking nothing, mm. right? And in those, in those verses, right, the thing that I find comfort in is the Lord said, I got a plan for you, right? Like it didn't say, like in Romans eight twenty eight, it says, and we know that all things work to the good of those who love the Lord, who are called according to his will and his purpose. Amen. It didn't say some things, it didn't say most things. It said all things, coronavirus, all things, right? Mm. Paralyzed right on the hand, all things. Right? And so I find comfort and I find peace in that, knowing that all things work to the good of those who love the Lord. More importantly, God has a plan for each and every one of us, in spite of what it may look like at this time. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. I'm right there with you. And, and I guess the, the next thought, you mentioned Carl Anthony Towns, and, and of course you, you know, travel around and you speak to teams. And I saw you talk to the Chicago Cubs relatively recently, and so... You know, you interact with a lot of athletes and, and coaches, and and of course, from my perspective as a sports fan, you know, we're bummed like we don't get to to watch our favorite teams play. And as we're recording this today, it's supposed to be opening day in in baseball, and that of course isn't Absolutely. happening. And so, what is your message to athletes right now? And and have you had an opportunity to even inter- interact with different athletes during this this time? Absolutely, I have, I have, and uh, it's just been. It's a word of encouragement, man, because I know a lot of people put in a lot of work, right? And then all of a sudden, everything just came to a halt. Like, they couldn't play, couldn't perform, right? They couldn't complete seasons, all these different things that happened and that they experienced. And so it was just a word of encouragement, right, about controlling what they can control, about staying positive, about using the situation and their platforms in a responsible way, about using their downtime, right, to their advantage, about continuing to work and to become great, but also using this time, man, to just add value to other people, right? A lot of people look to athletes during times like this, right? And so using their platforms to educate, but also just dish out a word of encouragement and empowerment, which we have seen across several platforms of athletes to where they've just been given out a word of encouragement. And I think that's something that's great and responsible, but also take advantage. So when the time does come, for them to get back to performing and playing their respective sports. They're ready, they're in shape, and they're good to go. Yeah, because, you know, we, we think, oh, these guys, you know, they're good to go. They got millions of dollars. They're sitting around in their mansions right now, you know, at home. But they're not able to do what they've been designed to do and what they love to do, and, and they're limited uh, just like we are. And, and so um, I think we feel sorry for ourselves, at least I do as a sports fan. It's like, oh, man, I want to be watching, but these guys want to be out there playing and this is a tough, tough time for them as well. So uh, it's great that, that you've, you've got the opportunity to, uh, to encourage them. And, and, and talking about kind of watching sports, for, for you, 
over the years, what has that been like to go from being an athlete in college, you're at Tennessee, and you, you get injured, you're not able to, to continue to play. How has your perspective of sports changed over the years, or just kind of how do you watch sports now as a fan, kind of in light of being a former athlete and, and being an athlete that, that had to stop playing because of injury? You know, I love sports, man. Um, I love everything about it. You know, even though my career ended and got cut short uh, due to an injury, um, I love everything about it, right? I watch every sport, right? I'm just one of those guys. I watch hockey. I watch soccer, lacrosse, basketball. I watch everything, football, nice. baseball. And the reason I love it is because it's one of these things to where it brings people together, mm. right? No matter what's going on in the world, it brings people together, right? All races, right? All religions. Every It brings people together. And so for me, sports was um, such a great vehicle because, when my injury happened, I watched my teammates rally around me and behind me like never before. Right? Mm-hmm. These were some guys that, you know, I watched some guys that didn't go to Bible study start to go to Bible study. Ah. I watched some guys that didn't go to Fellowship of Christian Athletes on Monday night start to go to Fellowship of Christian Athletes on Monday night. That played a sport, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just watching them come together, man, and encourage each other. And understanding that everybody doesn't make it to the big leagues, right? But these are relationships that you form and that you cultivate that you will have for the rest of your life. No, I love that. And and I got to ask you, though, as a, a Tennessee guy, what, what are your thoughts on the football program <laughs> right now and kind of moving forward? How are you feeling about things? Oh, man, I'm feeling great about my guys. Um, I'm scheduled to go back up this summer. I went up last year. They got off to a rocky start, but as we all know, not how you start, it's how you finish. They finished uh, with a winning season, even though it was close last year. They finished with a re- uh, winning season, and I was I was proud of the way they turned the ship around at the end of the season. I think it spoke to their character. I think it spoke to their leader, their coaching staff, and so things are looking up for us, man. I think this year we're scheduled for a great year of guys come out and play ball and do what they do. But I'm proud of them. I think we're going in the right direction. Uh, we just had a lot of changes over the years that we had to embrace, but now I think the ship is ship is headed in the right direction. Oh, that's good to hear because I, I feel like Tennessee football that that's a that's a program that's supposed to be good, and we we it's be, college football is better when Tennessee is in the mix. So I, I hope they're able to turn things around. Uh, one, one kind of final question, and and you've been such a an inspiration to to us today uh, here on the show, and and I know you're you're an inspiration to to so many people, and and have been for many years now, just speaking around the the country. But I'm curious, who inspires you, and and where do you go? for inspiration and, and what's kind of your process for, you know, being filled up so that you can then go out and, and inspire others? Oh man, absolutely. A lot of people uh, inspire me, encourage me, motivate me. But if I had to pick a group or individuals, I would say my wife and my children, ah. right? Because I firmly believe, um, you know, it says it, it says, if you want to make the world a better place, I go home and love your family. Mm. And so every single day, as much as I want to add value to the world, as much as I want to be an inspiration to the world, I have to start in my own home. And so when I look in the, in the eyes of my wife, I look in the eyes of my, my son and my daughter, uh, they serve as a source of inspiration that push and propel me to become a better man right, in every aspect of, of life. And so for me, I would say my wife and my children inspire and encourage me to just go out and try to make the world a better place. 
Well, I always love asking guys what uh, maybe fatherhood advice or wisdom that they can share. And so you've got an eight and nine year old. Where are you at in the, the, <laughs> yeah. the journey and, and what are you learning about just being a dad in this phase of life? Man, uh, you know, being a dad for me, it's fun. Uh, I'm sure I've made a ton of mistakes, <laughs> you know, just trying to learn. But, uh, you know, I'm there. I'm in the fight with him, man. I'm loving on him every single day. Uh, I'm just showing him that I'm going to be there and I'm going to support him regardless. Right. But most importantly, I think the greatest gift that I could ever give to my children is uh, two things. Right. One is showing them that I love and I respect their mother. Mm. Uh, two is the greatest thing I could give to them is a great last name. And so every single day working to do that. Man, well, we share the same last name. So uh, I like that. I like that Johnson name. So we'll, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep try, trying to bring that uh, bring that name some uh, some love and respect and credibility. So. Um, but man, keep up the great work you're doing it and, uh, just appreciate your perspective on life and, and being open about your, your faith and knowing that that's what, what drives you. And so thanks for being a part of unpacking it today and, uh, wish you the best just during this crazy time, but, but thankful and encouraged by, uh, by your perspective. Thank you for your time and thank you for your platform. Brother, keep making the world a better place. Blessings to you and yours. Amen. Amen. There's Inky Johnson joining us here on the unpacking it podcast. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. So inspiring stuff from Inky and really hope you enjoyed that conversation and so many great takeaways and hopefully you even wrote some things down, and, and hopefully one or two things really impacted you or inspired you today. And I, I think the mentality that he has to embrace the challenges of life, it like it sounds, I don't know, whatever, but when you really think about it, embrace the challenges of life. Like if we really did that, instead of complaining, whining, feeling sorry for ourselves, you know, being filled with, the questions of why God, why me, and you know those those come those those questions come, but it's turning it around to say now what God, what can we do now? How do you want to grow me? How do you want to change me? How do you want to challenge me? What 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 can I do to to bring you glory? How can I use this this devastation, this disappointment, this discouragement, this challenge to impact somebody else, to to impact myself? You know how do I grow? in the middle of this. And I, I just, I love that. And the verses that he shared, you know, the, the idea in, in James that we consider it all joy when we face trials, so counterintuitive, it's countercultural, but the endurance, the growth, the character, all of that, it, it, it's, it's part of what happens when we go through challenges, difficulties, trials, and, and God uses them. He really does. We don't like them. We don't like what we're dealing with right now with this virus, you know, depending on the level of how it's affecting us personally. But, but man, if we embrace the challenges of life, we embrace the challenges of marriage, the challenges of, of parenthood, the challenges at work, we embrace them, we, we trust the Lord with them to help us get through the challenges, 
and and get through them better than we were when we entered in. That's the that's that's the challenge, right? That's the challenge within the challenge. And and so love his approach and and his answer when he was talking when I was asking him kind of about, you know, why God and and you feel like he he didn't you know answer the prayer initially to be healed or to be able to get to the NFL or the you know the next level like he had hoped that God used that situation to give Inky you know a, a whole different trajectory and Inky's destiny was to be an inspirational speaker. And I was reading on his website, not a motivational speaker, but an inspirational speaker. And there is a difference because you can motivate someone. You're, you're almost uh, trying to get them to do something. But when you inspire someone, they're inspired to do it, to, to, to be changed and to take the next steps. And you're inspired by someone who already has done it. Like he's living it out. So his life is an inspiration. So uh, so I love that aspect of it. So I would encourage you to check out Inky Johnson, his website on Twitter. Just Google Inky Johnson. You'll find all that and keep up with him. Uh, he'll post videos of encouragement. And so he's somebody hopefully we'll, we'll have on the show again at some point. But I uh, hope that that was uh, just an encouragement for you today. So thanks for listening. I'm Bryce Johnson. Make sure you check out all of our other podcasts as well. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackinit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackinit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.